A quick note before we get started. Did you know we have an email list? Go to hpleadershippodcast.com and enter your email into the form at the bottom left to sign up. Get our PDF on common obstacles and teamwork sent right to your inbox. Subscribers get first listens on new shows and exclusive content. Sign up today, hpleadershippodcast.com. On episode 28 of the High Performance Leadership Podcast, Aubrey Holt. It's not so much about what you're going to get out of it. It's so much of how you're going to help me. How are you going to help my company? How are you going to help this position? How are you going to further this? You're listening to the High Performance Leadership Podcast. Insights and information from world-class leadership experts. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Randy Lane. This year, millennials passed baby boomers, becoming the largest percentage of the American workforce. Many companies are struggling to understand their younger employees. Our guest today has been helping students navigate the transition to corporate America her entire career. Aubrey Holt is the director of campus life at Arkansas Tech University. We talk about common issues recent grads face entering the workforce, and we also flip it around and look at how companies can best work with new hires. And now, our talk with Aubrey Holt. You've seen and worked with a lot of college students over your career. What do you Mm -hmm. think is the one thing that most college kids don't think about leadership when they come into college? And it's something that you guys see over and over again, and you're trying to teach them. I would say now being able to talk to each other. Uh, they're much more, (laughs) it sounds very cliche, but they're much more likely to text each other or tweet, talk about something without actually talking about it. Hmm. Um, especially with some of the crazy apps and social media platforms that you have. Like I know Yik Yak was a a huge thing where everything was anonymous. Mm -hmm. So you could really just go on there and just trash each other and have absolutely no ownership of it. Hmm. If something, you know, something went down in your you know, organization or whatever that, that could be, you know, a sorority fraternity, a chess club, the smile squad, whatever, you know, it's really easy to tear somebody down really quickly and have absolutely no ownership of it. Yeah. So I think that's something that you can't do that in a workplace. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you communicate in a professional manner? And I think that's something for me, um, you know, from the time that I got out of college on communication was huge. So how, you know, your your written style, your verbal style, that has to be on point and professional. You can't send a, a text style email to your boss and let that get forwarded on. Like, you know, the, the person above that person needs information in a, in a professional manner. And, you know, that's representing you as a person. And I think that's something that students are still kind of struggling with in terms of, their personal branding, Mm. knowing that, um, you know, your written and your verbal communication are part of your personal brand. So it is important what comes out of your mouth and it is important what you write. And, you know, now that follows you. And so, um, you know, some things that you see from a college student, I'm just like, why would you, why would you think that that's appropriate? And why would you let that represent you? Mm-hmm. Why would you let that represent your your work and your quality of it as an employee or your quality as a leader? Why would you Why would you let that 
that be the part that speaks for you. Right. There's a lot of talk recently about the older generation saying, you know, we have to we have to work with this younger generation and we don't really understand them and vice versa. The younger people are trying to get jobs and they're wondering, you know, why the older generation doesn't understand understand me. So do you see a lot of that sort of because you're kind of in the middle there trying to help them bridge that gap from student into professional, right? Yeah, I completely agree with that. It's a lot of the me generation. And I struggle because I'm somewhat in that. Mm -hmm. I think that I'm a little different in that my parents are much older. Um, Like my parents are in their 70s. So they are baby boomers. So a lot of my a lot of my peers parents are in a different generation. So I kind of straddle that straddle that line a little bit in some of my tendencies. Mm -hmm. So I don't always identify with all the millennial people, but I see it and I see it. I see I see pieces of it in myself and I see pieces of it. I see a lot of it in our students in terms of um, how is this going to impact me? Well, how is this going to best best fit me? It's about, well, this is this is my experience and what I'm getting out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, a lot of this generation is not as worried about like what you're getting out of it. That's something that a lot of college students struggle with. That is kind of funny because I feel like back in the day, you know, it was like you finished college and, and you're just trying to find a job. You're trying to find somebody that will, will take you and, and you can make a decent wage on. And now people are like, well, I don't think that employer is a great fit for me, which is kind of an odd shift. Or they'll apply for jobs and they'll talk about in their cover letters, they'll talk about how this job would best be a great fit for them and all of that. Whereas I kind of come up in that that piece, I was really mentored to be like, past your graduate assistantship in terms of of that application, you know, people are like, oh, okay, this is what they're looking to learn and everything, because that's more of a learning lab. Mm-hmm. In that full-time profession, it's not so much about what you're going to get out of it, it's so much as how you're going to help me. How are you going to help my company? How are you going to help this position? How are you going to further this? Right. What skills are you going to bring to the table? And I see that a lot, and I look at a lot of resumes. A lot of people want to say how this position is going to be a great experience for them, mm-hmm. and employers are not worried about that. <laughs> That's a good topic as well. So you see a lot of these resumes, you see these people coming up. What are some things besides that that they're they're doing wrong or or that they need some help on? In terms of their resume, I see a lot of people who list things. They don't even put in complete sentences. Hmm. I look at resumes in terms of real estate. So every single square inch of that piece of paper is real estate. You need to chalk it full as much as possible. And people waste time on things that are just are fillers. Mm-hmm. And if you really think about it, it's like, okay, so you answered phones. Okay, well, what about answering phones is going to tie back into that job description? If that's a piece of it, then saying, okay, this is how many calls that I field in an hour mm-hmm. and quantifying that. Right. And how is that going to help? Dressing that up to be more of a skill than it is just to say answer phones. Right. Like that's what you're that's what you're going to waste your space on. And so I see a lot of that is that people just people don't represent themselves in a way that also highlights skillful written communication because people put on there that they're a great communicator or they're um, they have excellent written and verbal skills, but then their resume, I'm just okay, I'm not seeing it. (laughs) That's where I feel like people um, kind of screw themselves over. Mm -hmm. And then I think also being assertive in the the job search. A lot of times people don't ask for follow-up. They don't follow up in terms of, you know, being assertive and getting that job. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll 
turn in their application and if they never heard from them, well then, okay, sorry, I didn't get that one. Okay, but what else could you do? Is there something that, could you have called that person and said, hey, you know, I applied for this job, you know, are you still looking for this? Has this position been closed? Something happened? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if you did look over my resume and there was, you know, and I wasn't selected, is there, are there any tips? Is there anything that you saw that I could do to improve? Mm -hmm. Um, And seeking out that kind of feedback, but a lot of times people don't want uncomfortable feedback. Like, if you're going to do better and be better, you have to ask for it. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of things that I tell, I work with a lot of graduate assistants and I have um, some full-time staff. Um, A lot of times I'm, I say I'm assertive because my mortgage depends on it. (laughs) Like it's one thing to be in college and okay, well that didn't work out, but now I have a mortgage and I'm not going to go without a roof over my head. So I'm going to go out there and do it. And if I put myself out there and be uncomfortable, that's okay. But I'm going to pay my mortgage at the end of the month. I think a lot of times people don't have that pressure and people get a lot more assertive when they do have that pressure and have it put to them in that way. Yeah, and it kind of depends on how you were raised up because depending on if you mm. if you had a job in, in high school or whatever before coming to college or if, if you have a, a job in college, a lot of these people might be coming straight from school where everything they've done ah. has been to advance themselves and to better themselves. Mm-hmm. So they don't think in the perspective of what I can bring to the table for someone else. Absolutely, absolutely. Like what can you bring to the team? Mm-hmm. What can you bring to the team? How can you further their mission? Right. How can you build them up? What would you say to the employers that are looking for your students? How would you say, obviously, they need to work on some of their leadership skills because they're inexperienced. Mm. But but what advice would you give to the experienced businesses that are looking to work with younger people? I think that's a that's a big piece in terms of allowing creativity. Um, and that is that is kind of a double edged sword in that allowing creativity, because there's some of these people that can come up with the craziest ideas. And if you're just willing to give them a chance, they will blow your mind. And it's just the coolest way that they'll approach things. On the flip side, I also work with students that if you tell them to think outside the box, they want direction. (laughs) And so they really struggle with that. I would, I would encourage employers to foster that creativity and allow that to happen. For me personally, that's something that I'm very thankful for. I really thrive in, in an environment that allows creative freedom. And there's been students that I've worked with that, I mean, are just so smart. And the way they approach things is just, I would have never thought of it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would encourage them for that. I think mentorship, mm-hmm. um, allowing allowing a young person to get their start. Everybody has to get their foot in the door somewhere. In today's society, there's always somebody better. There's always somebody out there that has the 4.0 or has, you know, the better internship and things like that. But I think allowing somebody to get their shot uh, will pay off. And I guess that's kind of what I'm saying is that person, if you really feel like that person has potential and building them up and taking the time to mentor them, then that person could just excel in your cell in your company and your in your organization. I think that that's something that I've learned throughout my time, not being so worried about your career and your trajectory and your leadership and all of that, but turning around and trying to build somebody else up because somebody built me up. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's really important to um, for current employers too. Is there's an opportunity to take somebody who has a lot of potential and help them grow. Um, imagine what they could do for your company if if that's where you know they're built up and they're able to um, get their experiences 
is that your next VP? Is that your next person that, you know, takes on the leadership reins um, because somebody took a chance on them? Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, Aubrey, I I really appreciate your time and uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Awesome. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the High Performance Leadership Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. Every little bit helps. Our website is hpleadershippodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash hpleadershippodcast. Follow us on Twitter at hpl underscore podcast. And shoot us an email at podcast at 360solutions.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.